0: This audio version of the Elseworlds Exchange is sponsored by Speech Bubble. If you want to get to know comic book creators on a level few have ever dared attempt, then Speech Bubble is your answer. Hosted by journalist Aaron Broverman. It's a podcast featuring hour-long uncensored conversations with comic book pros living and working in the unlikely comics hub of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Past guests include Chip Zdarsky of Spectacular Spider-Man and Sex Criminals, Ramon Perez from Hawkeye and Nova, Ed Brisson of Old Man Logan, Ryan North from The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Hope Nicholson, The Secret Love of Geek, Valentine Delandro a bitch planet, and many more. Download the show at neversleepsnetwork.com or subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast needs met. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SpeechBubblePod. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, a mysterious, all-powerful character, a
1: problem to the police, but a crusade of the law.
0: Also, it'll be a good way for us to test the audio, see how it sounds. Sure. So, Do
2: I sound okay? The microphone's a little bit further away from me than fun? usual. It's okay, cool. You you in
0: my, uh, I got you in the headphones, and you sound great.
2: Great. I pushed it away a little bit lower. Lower. Little, A little bit further away.
0: Has anybody been to C2E2?
2: No, I've heard it's a great show, though. Hey.
0: It looks like just New York Comic Con in Chicago, so I'm thinking yeah. about going. You should.
2: I will I've heard it's very similar in tone to ECC.
0: Mm. That would be great. So
2: it's 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 another it's another one that a lot like a lot of comic creators are big like if you yeah, want to go yeah. to the comic show this is the one to go to. It's gotcha. the one they like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And those are always the better shows, I find.
0: Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I see that. Uh, I saw that. Like, what was it? Uh, Cullen Bunn is going to be at this one? He's never at any show I go to. So I'm mm. like, Oh shit!
2: Tell him hi and tell him you're a friend of me. Okay. <laughs> Seriously,
0: I will. Tiffany loves. Yeah, I, Colin's
2: a, Colin's a super nice guy.
0: He seems like it from the interviews mm-hmm. I've seen and whatnot. But like, he's super like, he's super talented and he's like all over the place. Like, in mm-hmm. yeah, he's writing
2: like, like fifteen bucks a month. Yeah,
0: yeah. man's Dude, a machine. Like, yeah, he's a machine. But he's a, he he makes consistently quality stuff. It's always. Like, have
2: you read Have you ever read Six Gun Six Gun? Oh, oh so yes. good. It's so good, right? Yeah, it's like, a, it's it's the, yeah, I'm really excited because they now they're, uh, is it Harrow? No, Harrow County. Shadow Roads? It's sort of this weird spin off.
0: Oh, oh. Like, a, a,
2: a yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because he did do, uh, he also did Harrow County and he did Monsters Unleashed and he's done uh, Venom Verse and he's just so many things that you're like, oh, I'm not going to buy that. And then you read That and shouldn't be like, oh, good. Fine. Like, Tiffany loves yeah. Monsters Unleashed. She's like, two of, dude, here's a quick story regarding Monsters Unleashed. We were at Baltimore Comic Con, Steve McNiven's there. Oh, cool. Tiffany we didn't know he was there he wasn't on the he wasn't on the docket and so we walk up to him and Tiffany's like hey i just wanted you to know like i loved your your first issue on monsters unleashed and he's like you did <laughs> and she's like yeah and he goes well you know what and he and he's like uh, cuz we were talking and he goes i'm not signing right now I'm, I'm just setting up my booth and we're like yeah it's fine no problem we just wanted to say hi i'm like i loved your work you know and she's like i loved your work on monster unleashed he goes you did and she's like yeah and he goes well tell you what he takes the first issue of monsters unleashed signs it and goes oh go. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. really
1: sweet. And then he cried.
0: Yeah. He's like, I like drawing <laughs> monsters. She's like, I like looking at them. But no one
2: else here. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah,
0: super nice. I like those moments. All right. Uh, I guess we're good. Let's let's start it up. Are we? Okay. Batman it up. Get out of the Marvel mindset here. <laughs>
2: da, 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 da,
1: da, 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 Batman. Uh, so much Batman.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ellsworth Exchange. I am Sal, and I am joined today, of course, by Joel from Cape Joel and Jason of Jowin. Welcome, guys. Hello. Uh, hello. Jason is joining us on his trilogy of episodes of Ellsworth Exchange with us. This is the finale, I guess you could say. Not, <laughs> uh, uh, not a hard
2: finale. It's, it's the voyage home. <laughs> yeah, it's the
0: voyage home. It's the undiscovered country. That's uh, right. Looking forward to talking about this one. This is in. This is a dovetailing off of the end of of Batman, Dark Knight's Metal, uh, where the, it ended. I don't know if you saw, but like the last <laughs> issue finally came out after many delays. It did. And it's finally here, and we read it, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. So if you want to avoid spoilers, I would say you duck out for about five minutes, maybe just mute it, <laughs> and I'll wave my arms like a crazy person to let you know to come <laughs> That way we don't lose you. Um, <laughs>
2: Is that how it works? How does it uh, work yeah, for the audio I like version? It, what it, what? I, don't know. I
0: don't think it works at all, but it's certainly something I try. Yeah,
2: what do they do with the audio version? They can't hear you waving. Oh, no. They, mm, then that's rough. just sit
0: there and listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, so, oh, but we're, but after that, we're going to talk about some of the most epic Batman stories of all time. Kind There's match been plenty. Because this, this, this was deliberately, like, engineered to be one of the most epic Batman stories of all oh, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about Metal. It ended. Uh, yes, it did. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we were talking about before we started the show, uh, you know it's a Scott Snyder event, and you know those endings are always a little bit of a dip off in quality. Um, the penultimate
1: issue is always better than the finale. I feel. Did you feel that with metal as well?
0: I disagree. This, epi- this really? issue, I liked more than the than the last issue.
1: Interesting. I, I don't even remember what the last issue was because it came out so long ago. I'd have to go yeah. back and rewatch my review. So,
0: so few things happen, and like it's just so stretched it's just so much like you could have condensed this whole issue, this whole series into four maybe three issues with you just wanted really? like big moments and that's it because um,
1: I feel this last issue is almost overstuffed <laughs> like there's three mm. issues worth of tie ins they could have done that they didn't do
0: oh I knew well, that was going
2: to happen <laughs> let me ask you about this do you guys like so this is sort of a thing that I blame Final Crisis for and Metal has so many damn tie ins to Final Crisis mm. um, that it should have basically been Final Crisis 2 yeah um <laughs> Do you guys like it when, like, the main events take a month off and then instead of getting the regular issue, there is, like, here's the Batman Lost tie-in and here's mm-hmm. this tie-in as sort of a, a holdover? It, it depends on the quality of those books. I actually quite liked the Batman
1: Lost thing. I'm like, oh, okay, this makes it worth it. I liked the Dark Knight's little solo tie-ins. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. these are cool. These are interesting. It felt like the event was longer. Like, I thought this was going to be 12 when people said, no, Joel, it's only six. I'm like, but I've been reading it for over a year. Oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I on uh, as a rule I don't. Um, I find mm-hmm. that you can't have any major shifts in story or plot if you have mm-hmm. the main event delayed, and so you only can fill it with tie-ins. The tie-ins can only like spin the wheels a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, <clears throat> but some of the best stuff from Metal came out of the tie-ins.
2: Yeah, Batman Lost was ama- Was Bat- pretty Batman damn Lost good.
0: Was great, and mm-hmm. uh, as were some of, if not most of, the Batman. Dark character version, like tie-in. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. I would say most of those really worked.
0: Yeah, and R- it's it's basically because you, you 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 got Elseworlds Batman stories. What if yeah. Batman were mm-hmm. an Aquaman? What if Batman were a Joker? What if Batman were a robot? Like, it's basically just a bunch of little mini Elseworlds stories. You're mm-hmm. not going to get that every time, so it wouldn't, I wouldn't no. make it like a rule of thumb. And certainly, this is an exception to the rule of like stuff a month, where you're skipping it because of delays with, like, tie-ins and, and extra ancillary stuff. I usually yeah. hate that stuff, but Batman Metal, which is what everyone's going to call it from now on. Um, yeah. It basically is. Like, it
2: should uh, be called Batman Metal, to be honest with you.
0: Absolutely.
2: It, it is that, and yet
1: at the end of it, again, spoiler, spoiler, uh, Batman didn't even defeat Barbatoes. The
2: Hawks defeated Barbatoes. Batman yeah. did his
1: own thing.
2: Is it I, I For some weird reason, I always called it, in my head, I always heard it as Barbados. Yes. I, <laughs> makes, me think of the, makes me think of the tropical island too much. Yeah, that's what I,
0: I, I, I always pronounced it Barbatos. But, right, yeah, oh, okay. Really okay. Stress okay. the bat. Yeah, in, really, really stress the bat. That way you're not talking about uh, Hermes' I, I could see
2: that. I could see that.
1: Damn you, Barbados Slim, in your
0: dark universe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: I'm Barbados Slim. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I will destroy your Hawkmen. Um... Uh, <laughs>
2: And great, great! Now I'm gonna read it that Chinese.
1: voice forever. Yep.
0: It's it was yeah. So I mean, it. I gotta tell you, like, this issue was is obviously like two or three issues crammed into one, which proves my yes. theory that like you should have just made the event four issues or three issues. Like you could have just crammed them into every so every issue. You're like, yeah, felt a little yeah, felt a little overstuffed. But I like more I like more content for the same price.
1: And and also, let's not forget the epilogue. That while feel good because you get to see everyone hang out together and have a nice little party at the same time too. It's like, hey, pick up these books that may already be on the shelf or already coming. Yeah. You,
2: well, you, let's talk about that as well. The New Age of Heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Um yep. So they were supposed to be a big part mm-hmm. of <laughs> um, of metal because remember when they were first introduced, their oh, yeah. line was called Dark Matter. Yes, yes, it not was. Not New Age of Heroes. They're in one panel. Oh yes, they God. are.
0: Oh, they're they're a, they're an annotation in this book. Yes, they're sure an annotation. Like, it's oh, like they got some,
2: cold feet.
0: Some guys also might have powers now. Anyway, moving on, there's a Hawkman book coming up.
1: R- remember, too, they said uh, the Outsiders were going to be part of this, too? Remember? It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah the oh, Outsiders. That. Oh, it, like, issue one, they're like, oh, yeah, and the Outsiders were Batman's super-secret strike team looking into the metal. Oh, then they just never showed up, huh? Yeah. J- J- JLA same thing where it's like okay I-, I brought you all together to help me fight the evil forces it might be Dr Manhattan it might be Barbatos oh you don't get any tie-ins to any of these okay <laughs> no
0: <laughs> yeah it at the end of the day it wound up being um it wound up being just a typical Snyder Batman story which is yeah. like is that, that's okay. Which is which still pretty good. Some of the some of those books are actually in the list we're gonna talk about with the yes. most epic Batman stories. Because Snyder, like, if nothing else, the dude always reaches for that brass ring. Like he mm. always goes, like, okay, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't even if his reach exceeds his grasp, he still always pushes to make it a bigger story than you've ever seen before.
2: Oh yeah. He doesn't I, would it. To, I would love to give you guys his opinion on this and then, and then maybe this will like push us into the other Batman events. Um on a scale of one to five. What do you give Metal? Like, the whole event. Mm. Like, as a DC event, well, out of one to five, five being the best of the course, what would you give Metal?
1: Oh, that's tough. Because it's so fresh.
0: Yeah, it's mm, so fresh, too. Uh, yeah, So I, fresh
1: I, and so clean, clean. I feel <laughs>
0: like I want to give it a four, but I think yeah. I'm going to give it a three.
1: I have a... I'm about at a four, too, as it stands right now. Again, I might change my mind in a month or so. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm about at a four now myself. It's still pretty good. I don't regret reading it. Had a lot of fun. Brought a lot of cool characters back that I wanted to see. That was good. And they're definitely saying, hey, this is going to have repercussions, everybody. This is going to lead into the new Justice League, and this is going to lead into other stuff. You're not going to regret you read this.
2: I think it's a three point five. Right? It's gotta be somewhere um, between that. I, I like a three point five. I, I think it's it's one of DC's better events overall. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of turns, had a lot of fun, and it definitely is gonna change a lot of things going forward, which is what I want from an event. Yeah. Um but at the same time, because a lot of it makes no good goddamn sense, <laughs> right? Um I don't know how how long the legs on this are gonna be. Like mm-hmm. ten years down the road. Are we going to look at Dark Knight's Metal like we look at Zero Hour? Basically forgotten.
0: <laughs> yes. Mm. I mean, you know? here's the thing. They should also change the name to Dark Crisis because that's straight <sighs> up what it was. It that so was the original was. title. Oh, nice. really? So well, there you go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The original title was Dark Crisis. And then um, apparently they wanted to. Uh, well, I, I what I understand from. I read this in an interview. Apparently Scott Snyder didn't want to call it a crisis. Right. Well,
0: he shouldn't have used the freaking monitor then.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because the word crisis
1: comes with certain connotations, and Jeff Johns himself even did in his dark side word. No, no more crises. Don't say it. Another crisis will tear the universe apart. Right?
0: Yeah, well, it did. And <laughs> it was a crisis, and it totally was. I mean, like, and, it, you know, it's funny. It doesn't have to necessarily, like, it's not like the world was rebooted at the end, like, in Infinite Earths, but... You got like more of an infinite crisis, identity crisis thing where, like, in mm. continuity, things have changed, the status quo has been shifted, and, and characters have been like lost. You know, it's funny, no major significant deaths, though. No, no, no. right? No, that's no a for a DC event. Yeah, more people came back so than, dark, than died. For it being like one of the darkest stories, you know, like you've got the evil, twisted versions of everybody, you think somebody would have been the casualty? No.
1: The, those nope. guys at the hero bar died but they were more uh, references and deep cuts than anything else no one's
2: going to be sad those guys died no. no. and also it's interesting too because Dark Knight's uh, metal does the thing that man DC can't decide whether they love the multiverse or hate the multiverse yeah. can they because they keep taking it away but then like the next event brings it back and then also this is like little minor spoilers for uh, metal as well this event breaks open the source wall yes. yeah. so now it says that like it does seem like the infinite Earths are back, not right. just the 52.
0: That's fine. Like, that's cool. That's a neat idea. I like that idea. They also implied... W- so, at the end, there's a hand coming through the source wall. Yes. Is that is that the same hand that they're implying was Dr. Manhattan's hand? Is that the hand that, like... Are they saying now that, like, no, Dr. Manhattan has nothing to do with the formation of the DC Universe. It's just a, it's just a Watchmen story. Like, it's a different hand. It's the hand of the creator. Like, I took
2: that as the hand of the creator.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I thought I got the same visual vibe, but I'm like, oh my god! But it's not blue anymore. No, you know, no I... it was in Infinite Crisis, Crisis Infinite Earths, and everywhere else.
2: <laughs> yeah, I um, I I hate to say it, like I think, um, to be honest with you, I think Doomsday Clock is not going to connect to the DC Rebirth at all. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think an I, upset. I, wanted, I, 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 I I honestly, like, I, I really think that's what's going to happen. I, I, I you know, so I don't think that's Manhattan at all. Hmm.
1: I think you're I, right. I, I skimmed through the newest issue before we hopped on. I'm like, oh, it's all about the new Rorschach, huh? No no other DC heroes seem to show up in this one, huh? Nope. Interesting. Nope. It
0: was yeah. a little bit disappointing.
2: <laughs> really? I, See,
0: I, I haven't read it yet. It's a I
2: agree. I thought it was a little disappointing as well. It was, it
0: was a little like, oh, I waited an extra month for that.
2: Um,
0: but that said... Uh, Dark Knight's Metal was ambitious and mm-hmm. epic, and you know what's fun? Capullo doesn't miss a step. Ex- oh, no, we know. Excellent what? pencils. Um, there were and and you moments. know what? And
2: I would say for this list as well, I think it is one of the better Batman events. Yeah. I put it up there.
0: Yeah, I think it works. I think it works as a, as an awesome, like epic Batman event. I think it works as a crisis. And I think ultimately it is successful, as opposed to so many yes. other... Batman-centric Snyder events. I think this one was much more successful than, like, Zero Year.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Or Death in the Family.
0: Or Death in the mm. Family. But Death in the Family, I like the premise of Death in the Family more yeah. than, like, how it wound up. mm but, uh But we'll get there, because I think we should definitely cover that. Um, sure. Definitely. So, unless we have any other final thoughts about Dark Knight's Metal, uh, we should guys transition to the epic stories of Batman. Do but it. Before we do that, I want to throw a quick shout out to the super chat and address everybody's questions. Heartless Fang says, wanted to throw some more love your way? Love this trio things. Uh, love this trio trio thing you guys have been doing. Thank you, Heartless Fang. I love it too." <laughs> uh, Will L, what about Under the Red Hood? Also love the show. Well, we'll get there. Jordan Cooper, hey guys, just a bit of support. Love what you guys do. You are awesome. Snyder's Court of Owls is what got me into comics. Take care. I'll say Court of Owls is what got me reading Batman regularly again. Same. Um, and Andy six fifteen could not stay and watch us three superstars live, but he asked us to have some fun, and we will. Aww. Thank you, Andy. Uh, we will, Andy. So yeah, <laughs> I, we've got a list of epic Batman stories. Now this is hard to this is hard to, to kind of parse because. Like I don't think killing joke is an epic Batman story because it's not like it's, no. just a, it's just a Batman story. I mean, like it's, we're talking it's about a really like good those, joker story. yeah, that's a joker story. We're talking about like yep. those those sprawling, like, oh my God, the world is ending or at the very least Gotham is in trouble mm. kind of yep. stories. Uh, Yeah,
1: I I, I had a hard time when I was looking. I'm like, when you say, like, do you mean stories as in storylines or events as in, like, actual events? Because there's been many Batman events.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, like, year one doesn't count. Year one is a great Batman story, but, like, the stakes are very low.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about (laughs) stuff like, what about Batman Fugitive when they thought he killed Vesper Fairchild? I think that that counts. Yeah, Batman Fugitive
0: slash Batman Murderer slash all the other... Freaking stories where that doesn't But see and, you gotta
2: talk about that's something that Batman does. That goes that goes all the way back to Batman Nightfall when Nightfall was it was Nightfall, Night Quest, Night's End. Big time. Mm. Yeah. And then even Contagion does the same thing because it goes contagion, legacy, uh, and then Cataclysm. Yeah, and, they and all come no in man's land. and then no man's land. And yeah,
0: yeah it just, I remember there was like that that almost decade of time where every Batman book had that like little stripe on it. It indicated yep. it was still part of a freaking event, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, when are we gonna get back to Batman? <laughs>
1: <laughs> when we're good and ready, yeah, and that damn said,
0: it. Like, well, let's talk about those. We definitely touched on those. Nightfall, probably one of the most ambitious of the time, Batman epic stories mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, it doesn't hold up that well, no
1: it's not an easy read now (laughs) No,
0: especially the deeper you go like once you get in once you get past nightfall you're like whoa then you get to night quest and you're like oh mm, uh kind of like batman's whole journey of i'm going to save tim drake's dad and then in a wheelchair yeah from a wheelchair (laughs) and then i'm gonna get out of my chair thanks to lady shiva thanks shiva And, and and then uh night's end and it took forever to end. It was like that X-Men The End book that took three (laughs) volumes. Oh, my. To
1: to me, Nightfall is one of those stories. It actually reads better in the Colnes notes or when someone telling you about, like, these are the big things
2: that happened in it. Weren't these cool? You know, the the tie-in novel by Denny O'Neill actually was really good. Oh, really? It was a novel?
0: Where does it end? Yeah,
2: there's a a prose novel about it.
0: Oh, shit. I've seen ads for it in my Batman Night... Quest comics, yeah. Does it end yeah, it was like, like, and then he breaks his back at the end? Or yeah,
2: like- weirdly, back in the day, because I had a really hard time of like getting all those, especially during Night's End and and um, Night's Quest and all this. I had a hard time where I was located in Kansas finding those issues, but I had a library, so oh. I I went and ordered this book because they also made one for Death of Superman, and it basically, it, it, even though it is called Nightfall, it covers like all three events, and it's just a oh, prose crap. version of yeah. that whole event. And uh, it was a very informative and a great book. Hmm. Cool. That's one to check out. Mm-hmm.
0: There are so many. I, I've read a couple of comic book prose novels and most of them are really bad. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a well, Spider-Man. I, oh, I, I'll fully admit that I could be looking at it at rose-colored glasses. Like I could be, you no, know, imagining I, a kid. But I, I think know.
0: that it's only better if you make Nightfall shorter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the idea of like one of one of Batman's newest villains, being super smart and super strong. It's not like because Riddler can't punch out Batman, but he can outsmart no. Batman. But Killer Croc yep. can punch out Batman, but he's kind of a dumbass. Mm-hmm. This is a blend of both worlds, and then he just puts Batman through the ringer and exhausts Batman to the point of uh, until exhaustion, and then just snaps his back, throws him off the building, and then Which is a like, solid plan. Oh, I've taken over, and like if you, it'd be cool. If they played with the idea of failure, like mm. for Batman, because like the mm-hmm. whole uh, Jason Todd death is about Batman's greatest failure. He puts this memoriam in his cave, not just to honor this dead child he killed, but also to remind himself not to be hasty and not to make snap judgments and not to like, never again. And, yeah, not to jump out like, you know, without thinking and, and train the wrong people. I think there should be a like Nightfall Batman suit in the back <laughs> As like a oh, you mean of Azrael? Yeah, like to, like never again. <laughs> no more I, armor. Like entrust <laughs> my mantle to the wrong person.
1: No more hiring religious zealots.
0: Because like that was his fault. Like Batman called, Batman invited Jean Paul Valley, some to to a to a noob or a plebe like me back then, <laughs> some rando, to be Batman, because like maybe Dick would say no. Maybe he would say no. He didn't even freaking ask him and then you find that, like, out
2: Dick would have automatically said yes because Dick is the greatest character in the DC universe well, and yes.
0: then he does and it's actually yeah. that's the first time he becomes Batman is when he's got the mullet and everything but uh in any case it's it's a big failure and like but at the end of the story Batman's like it was all your fault you let this happen and I'm like no you kind of let that happen dude
2: <laughs> you know there's two things uh, uh one I think Nightfall Night End Night, that stupid Night Bane storyline uh <laughs> yep uh its greatest legacy, I think, is, and it's something that it doesn't get enough credit for, is Bane. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: because Bane, in that context, like you talked about, with him being super smart and stuff like that, it, Bane's a great villain. And Bane is now one of these villains, I mean, he's appeared in two movies, for God's sake. Yes. So now, he's on the level of like, the Joker and everything. Mm. Um, now, it's funny because you were talking about the costume and putting up in the in the cave. There is a hilarious quote by Joe Casada.
1: Okay,
2: because he was the one who designed Azrael's costume. Yes, yes he had the, the original, the horrible costume. one. Yep, yeah. the original Azbat's costume. And he talked about that his only direction was to make it the most '90s mm. image costume you could ever imagine. figures and pouches. Yep. That was the only thing the editors told him. And he said that he turned in that drawing and he was like, with all the leg pouches and stuff like that. And he was like, they're going to tell me to redo this. He said they never did. They didn't give him a single note.
0: (laughs) I could see them being like, add more spikes. Yeah. Like 60% more. I love that story. It's an incredible uh, telling of where DC was at that time and how desperate they Mm -hmm. were. Um, it's funny because DC literally had already done a cautionary story about the dangers of trying to copy image <laughs> called Kingdom Come, which was way more effective. I
2: think it was after this, was though. It after?
0: I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. No, Nightfall was like '94, so Kingdom Come was like '97 or '96 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they got it right the second time around.
2: Yep. There you uh, go. But
0: Nightfall, epic story, just didn't quite stick it. Um, I, it, I couldn't even say it stuck the. It couldn't stick the landing. It didn't stick the middle.
2: <laughs> yeah i ran out of, it ran out of steam real quick
0: real quick uh so what other events did you guys get uh from your list
2: you know um and if i might joel, jump in here mr joel um oh, that's do. okay um because i'm going to claim this choice because it is my favorite batman event Ooh. and it's an event that should not work um but i think it does work it succeeds. There's a couple weak spots in it, but it also, to me, is one of the only Batman events that I will reread. Mm. And that is No Man's Land. Ooh, uh, that's, that's another really big one. Yes, it's because it was a year. It was a year long. It involved every Batman title, and it was only until recently that DC actually collected every single issue. They had these other trades that were missing a bunch of stuff, and now they finally, like two years ago, put out everything. Yeah. So now everything has been republished. Um it is a super ambitious story. Oh, and yeah. and again, when you hear that idea, and I can remember reading that in our Fabled Wizard magazine mm-hmm. that that DC was going to do this and basically like dead stop the Batman titles for a year and lock him up in his own little corner and stuff like that. he move. Yeah. yeah, um but I think it worked. And because it's so serialized is, I think, the reason why it really holds up. And, and also, basically, the Batman universe was not bothered by anybody else for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. And because of that, I think that's the reason why that event is pretty timeless. Like I said, like I read it a couple years ago and I still enjoyed it just as much. Now, again, there's some artwork here and there. There's mm-hmm. some There's some issues here and there that don't work. Yes. But I would say overall, for me, that's the best Batman event. And also, I just saw somebody uh, in the chat uh, brought it up. Uh, um, yeah, Death Charge Talks. Um, no Man's Land, in my opinion, gave us my favorite Batgirl, and that's Cassandra Kane. Yes, it's true.
1: Absolutely. A lot of good characters and characterizations spring out of that story. Even to the point where the video games and even that third Nolan movie were yep. taking reference from it and trying to be like, oh, should we do something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah Dark Knight Rises is like, the one thing about, like, and I, and, I, and I enjoy Dark Knight Rises. It has lots of problems with stuff. I enjoy and half of that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the reason I think why we, we only enjoy half of it is because it is a Nightfall movie slammed into yes, a No is. Man's Land movie. Yes. Yeah, sure. And if yeah. they had just made one of them, it would have been a really good movie. That's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, if if they had gone Nightfall No Man's Land or No Man's Land yeah. Nightfall, it could have been really cool. It was still pretty cool. All the All the occupation stuff I think everybody really enjoys. Like all the fun stuff of that movie. Mm. All the things yeah. that you think would be from the comics, ironically enough, would be the things before. Yeah, right? <laughs> no Man's Land is funny. I, I, I love that story. It is, it is meandering. It has a couple moments where you can like, oh, well, and you can skip this part. Like, sure, can, of course. But it the culmination, that's one where like the, the ending is a huge gut punch. And Also,
2: and that is one of the few times that I think... Because my biggest nitpick with Batman comic books and Batman editors is... Everybody overuses the Joker. Yes. yes. Um, because I can remember when I when when I was a kid, which is about the same time I assume you gentlemen reading comic books as yeah. well. Um, the Joker didn't show up all the time. Remember? No, you no. didn't see
0: him a lot. And when he did, you it didn't was, see him a lot. It was a big deal.
2: It was serious. Yeah, and when, yeah, and when he showed up, it was a huge deal. And No Man's Land held Joker until the finale. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. That, that, the
2: Joker doesn't show up till the finale and it and and it is an ongoing storyline that entire year across multiple titles where I can remember several back characters being like where is the Joker? Where is the Joker? We yes. can't find the Joker.
0: Right. Uh, and that you know what that that's a, that's the mark of somebody who is so secure in their story. They're like yes. I am I am not afraid to not use the Joker and don't worry, I'm going to use the Joker and I have <laughs> yeah. an idea for him that's going to blow your goddamn mind. Yeah. Don't
1: blow your Joker wad too early. It's
0: true, you really can't. Um, so, yeah, No Man's Land is a great one. And it is epic in scale. And, of course, it dovetails off of two other sprawling epic stories that I don't think work quite as well. Contagion, eh. Agreed. Like, you know, it's all right. It's shorter. You know, if you <laughs> if you have the time, you definitely read it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So before we go any further, I just want to address the Super Chat really quick. Uh, Chase Eckler says, I've read R.I.P. so many times I can't decide if I love it or hate it. <laughs> your guys thoughts RIP is definitely on this list uh, we'll definitely yeah. get to it maybe I'll just jump into it really quick but uh, yeah uh, yeah. Uh, before I do let me address the rest of the questions Red Samurai I, saw I love you have you played Batman Arkham Knight their version of the Red Hood origin I think works also, it's similar to Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, both written by Paul Dini. That's really cool. Uh, I've played mm-hmm. some of it. I hate the car mission so much that I'm <laughs> never going to play that game. Don't
1: we all? It's, it's yeah, the it's one that I haven't played. I, I played all the other ones. I own Arkham Knight. I got it on a great PlayStation Store
2: deal. Have yet to play it yet. Yeah, I, I, I beat it. I oh, beat no, it. But you are right. Those, those Batmobile missions are eternally frustrating.
0: I can't. I can't even... Uh, Taylor Pechter, No Man's Land, also has my favorite Two Face story, where his infatuation with Renee Montoya. Began. Oh, that was yes, good. Yes, it does. And that was yes, a huge point in Gotham Central, which is another yes, great it one.
1: was. Which is probably one of the best issues of that story and that run for Gotham Central.
0: Tevya Smolko, Super Sons of Tomorrow. Is that considered a Batman event because of having John A.K. Superboy and Damian fighting evil Tim Drake Batman? No. Uh,
2: yeah, it's more of a Super Sons event. Yeah. I am. And one day, or, or we will even have a Superman Super event.
0: story. And that will be, like, in it, because Super Sons is its own thing that stands on its own. This is a Batman mm-hmm. story. Um, yeah. And Abraham Park jumping in, just spreading some love to the best comic book duo on YouTube, and especially to Jowin. Love Aww. all your guys' works. My pick oh, the death of the family, because it's the first trade that got me back into comics. Death of the family. Um, yeah. Thank you, Abraham. Yes, we will talk about death of the family. Um, let's talk about R.I.P. first. Yeah, dig into R.I.P., Saul. I hate R.I.P.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah? I mean, here's the thing.
0: No, you know what? I didn't hate R.I.P. It's so Grant Morrison.
1: Oh, yeah, it is.
0: Um, And I like a lot of the things about... Like, I like a lot of things he did with it. Like, I love the Batman of Zurinah. I love the Joker mm-hmm. in that story, ironically mm-hmm. enough, despite us talking about how overused mm-hmm. he is. Um, yeah. And I thought it was... I thought it was done a disservice by having it take place around the same time as Final Crisis.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because people yeah. thought it was going to be related. And it just straight up is not. No. And it, it's cool. And I, 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 I don't know. I like it, I think. But it's just so ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if Dr. Hurt is enough of a is dynamic enough of a villain but that's why I he like kept, Joker
2: he, it. he kept coming back
0: he does yeah
2: People Yeah, really and like they him. never really they never 100% explained who the hell he was really like yep. they, they kind of laid it down on oh he's Barbatos yeah, right? yeah. in the flesh or something and that would be
0: cool if it was at least addressed in Dark Knight's Metal which it is not they did nope Did do you think Grant Morrison had any, had, had, had any consultation or discussion with Snyder in Dark Knight's Metal
2: he did. Did he really? really? Because, like, it um, feels... He, he, he did. So, um, there's one of the issues. I think it's the Wild Hunt. Oh, thing. yeah. he Yeah, he it's, wrote that. It's written by Grant Morrison. And it's um, one of the weakest right. ones. Yeah. Um, now, how much of that is written by Grant Morrison? I don't know. How much of that is Scott Snyder? I don't know. But it's interesting because I feel there are some places that Dark Knight's Metal directly contradicts Batman R.I.P. Right. Mm. Um. I, You know what, I bet you, from everything that I've ever heard about Grant Morrison, though, is that Grant Morrison is like one of the best creators ever. Where he's like, he will never tell you to not do something if you got a good yeah. story. Like right. He'll be like, look, I don't care if your story completely contradicts my story. If you think it's a good story, just tell it.
0: That's fair. That's a dude who will take every story that existed and somehow fold it into, the, yeah. into a singular continuity. He's like, I'm not afraid of your story and how it might change what I did. It's all part exactly. of the tapestry, my friends
1: it all existed
0: yeah Mm -hmm. I will say the Zirina moment and the Batmite hallucination and all that stuff like super cool uh, very creative and very creative and ultimately it was satisfying that's one of those that's one of those events that was also sprawling and epic and ridiculous but it had a satisfying conclusion which I agree which I can't say the same for everybody
1: (laughs) plus let us not forget that that story allows us to read aloud the words weapons grade crystal math oh my god <laughs>
0: what yeah
2: yep so good wow you <laughs> know rip is one of those storylines it's just like metals it, it 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 doesn't make much sense but for some reason i like the ride that we take mm. yeah and it really honest, is a ride yeah well to be honest with you it's hard for me not to look at all of Grant Morrison's run as a giant event because that's it all true. ties into each other you're right like from Batman and Son all the way to Batman Incorporated it's really tough for me not just to be like it's it all really together was. so that's why R.I.P. doesn't hit me as much even though I, I do think it's the weakest part of his run really yeah I, mean, I do
0: I don't know I, I think there, there's that moment when he, uh, when he escapes from the because of Final
2: Crisis is basically why
0: that's fair Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When he escapes from the coffin, and it's like because he's Batman, I'm like, yeah. Like that. I was like, there's so many moments that are in comics today that are trying to elicit that feeling, that heart-pounding moment that I had when I was a kid reading Batman for the first time. That was Mm -hmm. one of those things that I think delivered. Um, All right. It's a lot of that. But uh, anyway, RIP. There you go. Um, Mm -hmm. Noah Patello says, "Would Hush be a Batman event? We got to talk about Hush." I
1: think so. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's big enough.
0: Yeah, it's 12-issue mini that's, like, about Batman and his rogues.
1: And everything in Batman's life it tries to get in there, and it deep-dives continuity for its conclusion. Yep. Yep.
0: I would say it's, like, it's basically just a retry... It's trying to do Nightfall again. Yeah. yeah. Where it's, like, okay, so, the, the like, at the core, everybody's favorite parts of Nightfall are Batman fighting his entire rogues gallery, right? Let's just do that again. And they're all being manipulated by an outside force that really wants, like, Bruce Wayne's blood and knows who he is and wants to destroy mm. him personally. Like, yeah, that sounds kind of like Nightfall to me. But it looks a little better, because it's drawn by uh, Jim Lee. Yeah,
2: yes. I call, I always call Nightfall... Or Nightfall excuse me. Uh, um, yeah, Batman Hush is the Michael Bay Batman event of comics because it's mm. big and it's brashy, and there's not a lot to it, and they try... Jeff Loeb tries to sort of pull a long Halloween with it. Yes. uh, But he doesn't pull it off.
0: No. (laughs) Um,
2: But you know what? Hush is still a great. Like, if any of you out there are like, Hush is usually the Batman story that I'll say if people are like, I've never read Batman before. What should I read? And I'll either give them Hush or Long Halloween. Mm, Because it has everything in it. Because both of those stories have every villain.
0: Totally. And they're done well. Like it's not like yes. it's not like they screw up one of the characters. No, the no. only one that's no really no, no. Lame Is the new one, Doctor Thomas Elliot, who's just boring. <laughs> well,
2: and I'll tell you this, man. Like as a guy who bought Hush, uh, in the singles, you know, yep. yeah, in the singles, I still have my single issue copies of oh, Hush. Nice. Um, when that Jason Todd last page happened, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember being literally saying, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah. And <laughs> no.
2: And it's still, to be honest with you, in my comics reading career, if you can call it a career, it's, I don't, there's not many other moments that have have matched that. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: No, I completely agree. Yeah. And it was funny because, you know what, like that's, it's sacrilege. Let's bring back Jason Todd back then, especially then. And I was still like, this is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. It was
1: was such cool sacrilege. They then went back in an annual and made it canon and went, no, 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 it actually was him though. And this is what happened. Yeah. Isn't it funny
2: that like, you know what? Here's the thing. I think Hush would be even more universally loved if the Jason Todd under the red hood, if that was real, if that wasn't Clayface and yes. that was actually Jason Todd. And I know that they sort of retconned it back. Yeah.
0: So it's like that it was Jason him.
2: Todd. But if you just read Hush, it's Clayface. It's just Clayface. Yeah.
0: They don't. Tr- yeah. yeah. The only thing you get is uh, the where's Jason's body at the end. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. Is. It would be cooler if you didn't even if they didn't if they left it ambiguous as to whether it was clayface or not in the middle although yes. there is that moment though when batman says you screwed up because at the in the end jason always knew how much i loved him
1: oh and you're like oh. Oh.
0: like yeah no you can't undercut that with no with sure. it actually be jason that was really cool um but yeah so hush i think counts and i guess on that i same do. front oh sorry god
2: no no i i, I agree with you sorry
0: oh just like long halloween I think it's yes. an epic Batman event, and it's done by Jeff Loeb as well. Mm. I agree, I agree. Long Halloween is so good. and the, the man had
1: two epic Batman stories in him.
0: Yeah, I call that I call that Batman year two, basically. I know there is a year two, but <laughs> let's face it, the real year two is Long Halloween. It, it, it,
1: the, the real year two is no Long Halloween, is what we're saying. Oh, man, no.
0: <laughs> oh, no. That, uh, that, that year two. Go look it up. I just picked up a copy. I picked up an old trade of it. The they just released a new
2: trade of it, too, I think.
0: Is there a new trade?
2: I think they released a the new trade of it, yeah, because I, I want to say I saw it, because like, it has the, the the Reaper on the front of it.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Great. The Reaper. Anyway.
2: <laughs> who, who, who still comes back
1: every so often. Like, they had a, a Reaper in Eternal, and I'm like, oh, wow, they're really deep-diving here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Rachel Dawes. Did, That's right. In that book.
2: Indeed yep. she did.
0: But uh, You anyway. know,
2: the Reaper, you know, they keep wanting to bring back the Reaper, and I've always been like, why not just turn the reaper into the better incarnation of the reaper the phantasm that everybody loves. Oh, yeah.
0: no one would complain at no the
2: they fight. wouldn't in fact they'd applaud you if you did it yeah, yeah the but it mu- i have a feeling it must be something in like warner brothers theatrical that they can't use mm. phantasm. It,
0: they've used so they've used everything else there is no yeah. reason other than just being told they can't mm-hmm. but uh Long Maybe Halloween's they great.
1: like Mask of the Phantasm too much. Maybe they don't want to touch it.
0: That's true. I do love oh, Mask of the Phantasm, fair. but they no, they did for uh, for the show for uh, for Justice League Unlimited with the Endgame episode. Oh yeah, it's true. Right. That is
2: true. Yeah, she shows up briefly. She yeah, shows
0: up. Um, by the way, but uh, talking about Long Halloween, do, do you guys remember when it came out? Like ha- going through and trying to track down the Holiday Killer because like I do, which might date me, <laughs> but like I do remember when it came out, and like I remember since you pulled wizard I'm going to pull it as well but wizard magazine yeah. had a had a who is the holiday killer like five page story oh they did, they did it every who, like, month they did it every month and they did it one... every
2: month every month they updated they were just like oh now it's this person now it's this person yeah, yeah they had an it was odds. like who shot mr. burns they had, like, an yeah, odds yeah.
0: Or, like they had an odds like oh the, the odds are like one to a hundred that it's the joker like it's yep
2: Man. Yeah, and they updated the odds with each issue. You know, it was crazy. Long Halloween, when it came out, no, I didn't buy the single issues uh, because I couldn't find them anywhere, but I, but I was following right. it with Wizard Magazine. Yes. Um, and the way Wizard Magazine portrayed Long Halloween was kind of like it was the O.J. Simpson trial for comic <laughs> books. This time, totally. Like, everybody was, like, trying to figure out who the hell was Holiday and was, like, obsessing about it.
0: Yeah, Wizard, I think Wizard actually had a hand in making that event more epic
2: so I think you're correct. Was. Do you remember as well when they did this and I think you're right about this because when they made the sequel of Dark Victory issue 0 of Dark Victory shipped with a Wizard magazine. Of course it yes! did.
0: Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. By the way, Dark Victory not as great. Yeah. Dark Victory. It's fine. man
2: D- diminishing returns of sequels. Yeah. You know the thing the thing I love about Dark Victory actually is um I love the Robin origin in it. Yeah. Mm. All the and moments in that book really work. All the trying to repeat the same mystery that we just did in Long Halloween doesn't.
0: Yep. That's right. Yeah. It does not work. Um, but yeah, Dark Victory. Also, by the way, just a quick thing. I guess that also counts as an event, although like it's just a sequel. So like, let's. Yeah,
2: not I, I think it. I think they both because they've become so much bigger Batman stories now. That's I true. I think I would count them.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Daryl Jones, yo! I love what you guys do. Shout out to the weekly poll. I'm new to comics, but I want to thank y'all for work. Uh, also, what are you guys' favorite Batman event? Have we talked about which one's our favorite? You, yeah, you did. No Man's Land.
2: Was My, mine is mine is No Man's Land. What do you? What, what are your, what are your guys's? Oh man,
1: I like so many. It's hard to pick a favorite. It changes. It changes with the season. <laughs> I can
0: always default to this one. Um, Dark Knight Returns was an event yeah. and mm-hmm. it's always my favorite. Every time I read it, I find something new and and, it's, and it is epic. Like everything will be like everything will fall, like the whole world is in jeopardy, uh, you know, because of the world war that's happening. Like it's it's pretty epic and oh. I love the art, and I love the story, and I love those lines and like every time I hear like a line that isn't being copied by Zack Snyder, like, <laughs> I I love it. Ah. I love hearing it in my head.
1: Um, I'll 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 tell you what it's technically an Elseworlds, but you know it definitely fine. it definitely appeals to me, and it's not done yet. But if it sticks the landing, I think it will be an easy contender for my favorite Batman event story. Uh, White Knight, if White Knight hits the oh, landing, yeah. it's gonna be pretty good. All right
0: white knight is pretty tight i gotta say it's
1: really strong and like also it's a thinking man's batman story is what it is it questions batman's morality it's a batman story that's not in love with batman and isn't afraid to take him down a notch and be like well if we look at him realistically he might actually be bad for everything
2: (laughs) i uh i pitched uh sean murphy at new york comic-con last year i was on a panel with him and he was talking about White Knight, and I love his design for Nightwing in that book so much, and oh, I agree yeah. that book is so is really good. Yeah. I pitched him that the sequel should be uh, Nightwing Boy Blue. Oh, <laughs> <nice>.
0: <laughs> That'd be cool.
2: Yeah, he was very unimpressed
0: with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really quick, Mr. Crispin says, Tip from Good Old Mopey. Thank you, sir. Uh, Noah Batella, Long Halloween's my favorite Batman story, and I only bought it because of back issues. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Roboto, is Batman and the Outsiders Elmo. an event? The, the the series, Batman and the Outsiders. I don't know. Uh, I think it's more like a series. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: There was a weird Batman and the Outsiders event in the early 2000s, and that's when they did the transition from when Nightwing led the team to when mm-hmm. Batman took over the team again. You remember when Catwoman was briefly on it and stuff like that? Yeah, that was a weird transitional period. Yeah. And, there, and there was a name for it, but I can't remember what it was. Um either way it wasn't that great. Um, mm-hmm. so no. So no. <laughs>
0: That's fair. <laughs> um we haven't talked yet about Snyder's other events. Should we just talk about them all and just be like Sure. Okay. Let's
2: do checklist them. Checklist them okay. through, man. Alright, yeah, let's, let's do pull it. them
0: up then. Uh, hang on. S- uh, Scott Snyder Batman volumes. It's just, How
2: dare you, Sal? You don't remember him all from the top of your head. Right,
0: exactly. This is why people You're not a true nerd. Doing, uh, Turn badges. in
1: your card. Give me your badge and your gun. Yeah. That's right, we're not going to let you into the club anymore.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, a Court of Owls definitely counts, and it's yep. easily his strongest ever.
1: A- a- yes. Excellent starter event for the new 52 era. I remember reading that and Throne of Atlantis and being like, you know what? I think this new 52 thing might work.
0: <laughs> yeah. As long as they let the writer do whatever he wants and ignore the new 52 stuff entirely. Yep. yep, and, and that's when they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um City of Owls, I like to consider kind of like its own thing. Uh which it I totally was. ignore because it's totally Is that the
2: necessary. second part of Court of Owls basically?
0: Basically. Well, it's like what the Bat Family was doing during Right. I thought that was uh, Night of the, the I owls. ignored that like time. Owls. Oh Jesus. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, City of Owls basically just the continuation of the story.
1: I, right. I, I thought Owl City was a boy band. I could be wrong.
0: I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> then Death of the Family, which has the greatest Batman pitch I had heard at the time. Like, mm-hmm. what if Joker says, yo, there's too many Bat people. I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. so on board for that. And It they,
1: speaks to you and in your interest, doesn't it? <laughs> I
0: like Batman being alone. His, his Robin is Alfred. Like, it's just... He's just <laughs> or the dog. <laughs> or the dog. And the dog doesn't wear a mask. He's just there in the cave. Like, it's just... I, I like those those things, and I think, like, you you could have done, you could have killed the whole Bat family and have Batman sink into a deep depression, have him be psycho for a while, let David Finch write a couple of, like, a couple of things, and then just go, okay, and then he goes to Superman, he's like, we need to turn back time, and then just fix like, it, like, you know, who cares, you, whatever. You, you
1: gotta give him credit, too, and Capullo, too, for helping in the design and being like, look, we've seen lots of Joker stories. He's not scary enough anymore. How do we make him scary again? Let's cut his face off and well, that, have Yeah. Him I thought that back on. Really
2: <laughs> That's about the only thing about that event that I like is that like, yeah, they did find a way to make the Joker even more. Now I don't like that Joker design, but like man, that Joker design is super creepy. Yes, He's not even
1: going to wear a suit anymore. He's going to wear coverall. Yes. Yeah.
0: I will say um my I still think my pitch for the twist at the end was better than the execution. But yes. I'll, I'll, I'll fanboy out and tell you about it again. Um, the idea that the Joker had his face cut off, not necessarily because he like wanted to like show Batman that like he's he misses him or whatever the actual mm-hmm. explanation was, if he even bothered to explain it, um, that like Joker wakes up and he's the Psycho Pirate of the New Fifty Two, ah. uh, where like he remembers the multiverse and he remembers the previous continuity, mm. and so he's like everything's different, Batman's young, and he doesn't remember me as well, like, like I, I remember, I have like, decades of adventures, and and, 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 cases.
2: dude, I like that a lot, Yeah, like, because yeah, thank you. it plays on sort of the Deadpool thing, where like, De- that's mm. the reason, like, Deadpool's so crazy that he can see us as the reader, exactly yeah, yeah, I like that
0: but yeah so joker's like i don't know what like how to get his attention so he just cuts his face off <sighs> this desperate ploy to like shock batman into waking up cuz he's like hey, hey, any he male to me to, where he's like you're <laughs> not my batman like my batman is my age and he and i like have done many adventures like and it's like I know you're in there somewhere, and I need to shock you out of it. So like the first thing he does, is cut his face off. Mm. The next thing he does is go after his family, and he's like, it doesn't matter. None of these people matter. They don't. They're they're gonna get replaced or reborn. It doesn't matter about these people. Like, who cares? All that, you and I are return rebirth, Batman. Yeah, like all that all that lasts and matters is you and me. And it's like that's kind of like a blend of what happened in Death of the Family and Endgame. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was Zero Year, uh, which is Snyder's attempt at doing like a Year One.
1: Let's, let's actually write a set-in-stone origin for New 52, Batman. And in the end, none of it matters, because
2: everything just went back to the way it was anyway. So yeah, bloated. It just, yeah, it's so bloated, and then everything about that origin just is not... Um, I don't know what's, what the word It's not as dramatic, and it's not as um, intense as no. anything in Batman Year One.
0: Well, you know what it is? Like, year One is simple. Batman falls in a cave. He runs into bats. He makes a yep. suit. That's all you need. Like he goes into Whore Town. He gets stabbed. <laughs> like he knows he's a failure. He needs to do something better. Uh, Batman Year One. He doesn't even fall in a goddamn cave. Mm-hmm. He gets a holographic projection of a cave that his father invented yeah. in a garage. And yeah. projects the box a box of scraps. Like, come on. Like, the whole, actually that's a perfect distillation of what year, Zero Year is where it's like, it's tr- it's a facsimile of the thing mm-hmm. you like and remember. It's not even an authentic experience, it's just a bunch of flashy bullshit.
1: And it didn't yep. even stick around. They, they barely even reference Zero Year anymore. No. Yeah. And then they then they made everybody connect to it as well. Yep. They did. Yeah. Green Arrow went there for a little bit. Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern, went to the yeah. zero. Well, even Superman
2: it. was affected by it too. Yeah. yeah. What a yeah. what a weird one to be like and there'll be tie-ins to this one too. Yeah. Also, it doesn't make any sense in so we did an episode for Geehouse and it's was like called the Batman Chronological Timeline, where we like <laughs> put all the events of Batman into a timeline. Uh oh, spoilers, oh. Ashley and I both agree that Batman has to be forty five for everything to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um so he's currently 45 in metal. But anyways, um, we both ignored Zero Year <laughs> just because where the hell does it fit? It yeah, throws it,
1: everything into anarchy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I've, I've, I've had complaints about Zero Year and been approached by those who might have actually written it. And they indicate that Zero Year does not supersede or supplant Year 1. That Year 1 happened too. That's okay. too much. And I'm like, no.
2: That's way <laughs> too much.
0: That's actually worse. <laughs> mm. I,
1: uh, um, I, I I did like the stuff with the Red Hood and his press-ganged army of rich people and everything. That was, that okay. was fun.
2: That was fun. Yeah, the Red Hood gang was about the only good part.
0: Yeah. And uh, Riddler's, like, Riddler turning the city into whatever, the, into No Man's Land was like, okay, well, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, like Batman's the heart of the city, and he's there. yes, he
1: no. yes, he restarts yeah. the city so it beats in tune with his own heart because Batman is Gotham, and Gotham is Batman. You know, there,
0: you can do that a little less on the nose next time. <laughs> uh,
1: Sometimes I like the cheese factor of it, where it's like, yes, the power
0: of love. Batman I like that. <laughs> I like. I, I, I'm a Superman fan. I like play that some message. Huey Lewis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Huey Lewis. Yeah, I like that message. I'm a Superman fan, so I, I like hope, but. Yeah. I don't like corn in my Batman all the time.
2: (laughs) Um, Tasty corn, butter, and salt. Then there's
0: Endgame, which uh, I feel like was a total waste of time. Yep. Uh, I think that's
1: it. That was the stuff with the Dionysium, Dionysium right? And the healing stitch. That
0: That
2: was the first, like, the start of all the metal stuff. Yes. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Because Batmanium appears in that. Yes, it does. And there's the storyline where Batman forgets who he is, and then he plugs himself into a machine, and then somehow downloads Batman back into his brain. Right. Which, which I liked a lot better when I saw in Matt Fraction's Invincible Iron Man run <laughs> eight Ooh. years earlier.
1: Yeah.
2: Ooh, that did uh, happen, didn't it? I also love that Matt Fraction run. It's really that good. Matt Fraction Iron Man run is great. Yeah. It's probably
1: the best one. Like if you twist yep. my arm and said best uh, Iron Man, yep. Matt Fraction.
0: Fair enough. Yep i gotta say man when i was reading that book and i go is there a literal god machine like is there a deus ex machina that's gonna (laughs) it is a goddamn
1: god (laughs) machine. yeah it is
0: that's not anything uh anyway
1: get Uh, in my god machine sal (laughs) it will show you everything
0: and then it's just more diminishing returns like super heavy was when dcu was happening Mm. and they were like jim gordon's batman i'm like neat idea Oh, oh this execution sucks Although the, oh, the design was...
2: of that robot is really good, it's, it's solid. Cool.
0: I like the Jim Gordon like mm. suit better than the mm. than the bunny outfit.
2: Yeah, and his, and his
1: gun that fires batarangs. The funny thing about Jim Gordon, Batmac, and I hold to this to this day. The Snyder issues of main Batman weren't as good as what was also going on in Detective Comics at that time because it all became about the GCPD and Harvey Bullock got to be involved and Rene Montoya got to be involved. And I'm like, well, this should have been the thing. This should be the Batman book, just him fighting crime in a new, better way.
2: Yep, you are correct. And then also as well, on top of that, I totally agree with you, uh, Joel, there was also that was when they did the Batman Superman title that Greg yes. Hawk was writing, that was yes. and the Batman Superman arc of that, yes. where Gordon meets Superman and Gordon basically tells Superman to like get out of his city, yeah, yeah. is yeah. so much better than the Scott Snyder story as well. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I like that because it's almost like Jim Gordon's like, oh, I think I get why Batman is such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he has to deal with these people, with these super people all the time. Yeah, I don't know. Also, if I you like don't the... even have powers. Yeah. But super heavy was not uh, not great, and it it just pr- it just helped to make like angry miserable people more angry and miserable about mm-hmm. game.
1: <laughs> as we mentioned before, Mr. Bloom not a great villain. Ooh, no, ooh,
0: woof, Mr. Bloom. No, th-
1: n- no, one's hankering for Mr. Bloom to come back. Although Mr. Bloom did actually come back as a Duke villain in the backup stories for All Star Batman. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Did he really? He's, I didn't even yes, read he did. that. I. He was fucking with Duke while he was in jail, and he's like, "Oh, I was, you know, your parents and this, that, and the other." He was more of a Duke villain.
0: You know what? He belongs there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Duke can fight the Slenderman. <laughs> Lame. Uh, and then, uh, and then it's, and then that's the, epi- and then there's the epilogue, which like is only two issues, and it's, it's just, it's just him ghostwriting Tom King books. Anyway. Uh, I guess that's that. Oh, and then there I guess we could talk about, like, Tynion and Batman Eternal, and how that oh, yeah. was kind of, like, a huge event that- like, yeah, yeah, I would like,
2: consider that an event.
0: I read the first issue of and was like, this looks cool, and then, like, decided not to read anymore and was all the better for it, apparently. <laughs> It, it starts yes.
2: strong,
1: it drags in the middle. I dug the ending because it had this nice message of, like, you know, tonight everyone is Batman. Tonight, Gotham, you can all be heroes in your own way.
0: Oh, hey, I remember when Spider-Man did that.
2: It's It yeah, was Spider basically... Remember that? It was, it, was, it was literally that, but I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I I was I read the first five issues of Batman Eternal because, as I've said many times before, I love weekly comics. And yes. if you do a weekly comic, I'm going to check it out because I love that idea of having to go to your shop for the new uh, episodic element. Okay. I read the first five issues, and five issues, it wasn't going anywhere. No. And I did the same thing for Batman and Robin Eternal, too. And in five issues, ah. it just kind of... You know. See,
1: uh, let me blow your mind. I liked Batman and Robin Eternal way more than original Batman Eternal. Oh, and it's really? funny. I heard yes.
0: sacrilege. I heard that the second one was even worse than the first See, see here's the thing. <laughs> I,
1: I caught a bunch of shit of that, and I will defend Batman and Robin Eternal to the death. Here's the thing. For one, it addresses what you said. It's yep. shorter, for one, so it's more concise, more focused. Also, Batman's not even in it because this was at the point where Batman was missing with his memories gone and everything. It's a story yeah. about the side kicks is what it is, and it brings them back to prominence. Cassandra Kane returned in that story. That was when she finally came back. Yeah. Uh, it also had an amazing villain in it. In Mother, this woman who kind of twists and perverts Batman's own ideology of recruiting children to fight his war on crime. And I'm like, ooh, that's really dark and really messed up and this <laughs> is a smart idea for a villain. She was really scary.
0: Can I say, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about Cassandra Cain, when we were talking about her before, but I just want to say out loud, like just really quick, <laughs> that she's kind of like my main reason why I don't like Barbara Gordon as Batgirl anymore. Really, I kind of. Oh yeah, her. yeah. I liked her so much because she was such a departure and such a different idea, and I liked how mm-hmm. much Bat, like Barbara Gordon, didn't like that, her, like her and her approach and everything. And I was like, oh no, she didn't like Stephanie Brown. In any case, I liked Cassandra Kane and her kind of, like, upholding the legacy of Batgirl while also making it wholly different and, like, kind of pushing the, the, the ninja angle. And right at the time,
1: idea. making it pretty badass, too, where it's like, you liked Batgirl, but you never thought Batgirl was a badass until Cassandra Kane. That's really Cain. the thing.
0: Like, I, I, yeah. I mean, Batgirl, like, I've seen Batgirl done a million times, and now I'm going to keep seeing her done a million times more. And it's like, Cassandra was the first time I saw something unexpected with Batgirl. Okay. And I don't think she was I don't think she was done. You know, like I don't think her her journey was over.
2: I agree. Like when she when they after Infinite Crisis they decided to take her out. Yeah. And basically make yeah. her a villain. I, I oh, agree. And with then you. she talked
1: it, and it's like no. Yeah, it wasn't the right yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but that wraps up the, the, the Snyder portion. Um, what else do you guys have?
1: can I can uh, I dark horse one right here we talked a little yeah. bit about Morrison but here's one I bet you didn't think anyone would mention and I knew we were gonna hit all the big ones mm-hmm. so here's one no one talks about anymore and yet I actually thought it was pretty fun I remember reading this one on a train ride and really digging at uh, the whole thing the resurrection of Rachel ghoul <laughs> wow with, really
0: with
1: Yeah, with Paul Dini, he had a hand in it. It was a whole story about fathers, because that's the thing where they're like, hey, the sensei is actually Raisha's dad. It's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, that was cool
1: bringing that together. Also, you kind of had, like, the dirty dozen of uh, DC assassins, so it's like, you know, you had Merlin and all these other guys looking for the way to Nanda Parbat. It was a globetrotting Batman story, and a lot of the stories we've talked about, all Batman in one place. I kind of like the idea of an international Batman who sure. travels around.
0: Well, like a, or a Batman Incorporated, if
1: you will. Or a Batman <laughs> Incorporated. There you go. Uh, did, what
0: did you guys think of Batman Incorporated, by the way?
2: It was fun. I like it. I, I I like it, but you have to you have to put it in terms of Grant Morris' entire run, mm. right? Because it doesn't work any other way.
0: Mm. Yeah, you can't just read it on its own and be like, oh yeah, that no. was a fun story.
2: Yeah, on its own, it doesn't work. But as like the the coda to Grant's entire run, it because it does go back and sort of like check off everything he'd ever done with that run. Mm. Um, and viewing it in that way, it really works. Mm.
0: That's cool.
1: I think it could have kept going too. I always said they should have grown it cuz there's certain it countries it
0: was it was, really, yeah. it was it was New 52 right after. I know.
2: I know. I, I know. Was, I was mad that in the New 52 they got they decided to scutter Batman Incorporated cuz I liked the idea of it.
0: I couldn't believe just just the cojones on DC Editorial during New 52 that they would scrap so much of Grant Morrison's ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when well, they were pretty, all pretty, in on Morrison like a like year before. I don't know. It seems weird.
1: We we never got to see a Batman of Canada, and I feel like it should have kept going at least long enough so we could have gotten a Canadian Batman.
0: I think that's your forgotten doorjaw. <laughs> it your, really,
1: it really is. Yeah, that's your
0: pitch. You're gonna be like, I'm gonna just—he's—he's he's the forgotten Batman. Like he was part of Batman Incorporated. We never got to see his tie-in, and he didn't—he didn't get the memo that it was shuttered. So he's just being he, Batman in Canada.
1: He, he he wears flannel shirts and he fights crime with hockey equipment. <laughs>
0: Uh, hes mm-hmm. He is wearing hockey pads. He literally is wearing hockey
1: pads. He's a Zamboni operator by day and a crime fighter by night.
2: I think we're writing the next hit DC comic book right here. I think, he I think, really, we, really think we just really figured out. it out. Batman in Canada. DC.
0: Here it is. <laughs> a. Um, Taylor Pester says I'm not much of a fan of the original Batman Eternal but I feel like Batman and Robin Eternal was very fun and underrated. So does Joel. I uh, do. You you and me, man. You yeah. and me against the world. Keith OneShot says DC Metal was truly a fun and awesome read. Metal! I assume he threw up the horns as well. Uh, it was Let's fun. I, I did have fun reading it ultimately. Uh, mm. Mawad Shali says I love these events but they contradict each other? Yeah. I mean, like, well, some of them feed into each other like, uh, earlier you know in the like in the 90s they were more interested in making them all kind of like one after the other in these it's kind of like it's just the next trade paperback we can sell so
2: mm-hmm.
0: um mr Roboto says wait we get a gun and a badge i, I don't know what you're referring to but oh what i said <laughs> as a
1: nerd you have to turn in your gun and your badge right. oh, oh yeah
0: yeah, oh, no. yeah, yeah. your gun is your voice and your badge is your comic book collection but you know, <laughs> it's metaphorical <laughs> in the words of Taserface, uh mr Roboto so gotham tv better with batman with with Gotham TV better with Batmech. Yeah. If there was a Batmech in that show, I think I might actually watch that goddamn thing. Yeah. I'm actually week.
2: surprised they didn't make an animated movie based around that just because of the design. Eh, eh, so. eh, yeah. I've seen it as a kid's toy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Me too, and I've almost bought it a couple times. It's this yep. massive thing. I'm like, this is kind of cool. And the the toy are off the chart. Uh, and Taylor Petra says, Can you consider all of Tynion's detective run an event because it contains the entire family and explores their dichotomies? I mean, like, the 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 new rebirth one with clayface and everything yeah um, so it's arguable uh, i think it's more like a run
2: yeah i i think it's a run um, um,
0: but it is sad it is- like it, you know it does it does have like it has it has logical conclusion points so yeah mm-hmm. i think you can you can yeah it's more like a run yeah um, what other events do we have gentlemen i uh, i know there's a few more that we probably have in our back pockets
2: well what do we think about fugitive
0: ooh is what do we think about
2: Batman Fugitive all the way into... Or I guess Batman Murderer all the way to Fugitive. I would consider that one big thing.
0: You know what's funny? I never read the damn thing.
2: Hmm. Really? How was it? <laughs> it's,
1: it's been years since I've read it, so you're going to have to refresh yeah. my memory.
0: It um,
2: It's an interesting idea. It's such a fascinating idea to have this idea where Bruce Wayne has to go through the criminal justice system. The thing mm. that he has supposedly wanted to... Um, uphold, right. but then of course he gets to the point where he becomes Batman about it, right? And he's like, "This is moving too slow," <laughs> and he breaks out of prison, and that's what leads to Bruce Wayne fugitive, right? Um, so, but when he breaks out of prison, the entire Bat family, Nightwing in- included, is one of my favorite Nightwing moments of all time. Is um, Nightwing and the whole Batman family like stop Bruce? And they're like, "What are you doing? You broke out of prison," <laughs> and Nightwing was like. We were solving it, dude. We're <laughs> we're finding the evidence.
0: Right, you just complicated everything. What are you doing, yeah, man?
2: You ba- yeah, basically, Nightwing's like, you just complicated everything. And Batman is like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to get rid of the Bruce Wayne identity. <laughs> just be I Batman him. And I'm just going to be Batman full time. He's that crazy. And uh, Nightwing clocks him. Okay. Um, and it's one of the best moments where, like, it's like it's one of the only times where like Batman and Nightwing have actually gotten into a fight. Like mm-hmm. Nightwing clocks him as like you're being stupid, right? Um, and Batman's like, that's the one you get.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> and then it leads into this giant fight between the two of them. And for most of the fight, Nightwing does hold his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, Batman pulls out a gadget and sucker punches him. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, and then it leads into the, Batman Fugitive is not as great. Now, that's the ending of Murderer, is basically the Bat family. Batman Fugitive is this Batman, like, kind of wandering around, being all grumpy, being like, there's no Bruce Wayne, and then Nightwing and the group actually solves his murder. Okay, you know why I Um,
0: uh, I avoided this? It hasn't,
2: yeah, it hasn't aged that well, but, um, if you're gonna read any part of it, I would read Murderer.
0: I am such a Spider-Man fanboy that the reason I didn't buy this was because during the Clone Saga, Peter Parker (laughs) is framed for murder, and he goes to jail, and then Ben Riley and he, like, switch places. It's just... And I remember being, like... Yeah, and I remember being so frustrated... And so, like, sick of this plot where Mm Spider-Man's, like, where Peter Parker is is considered to be a murderer. And his clone is taking the rap for him, so he's got to solve his own murder. Otherwise, (laughs) like, his clone brother's going to be executed. And it's like, it's such a mess. And I was like, and when I saw the Batman was going down the same road, I'm like, no, I'm (laughs) not not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing
2: fine. that does save it a lot is is it's an Ed Brubaker story.
0: Oh, oh shit! Man. Oh, then I'm reading it because like, um, yeah.
2: But uh, but again, fair warning: it's an early 2000s. It's Ed Brubaker pre Winter Soldier. That's yeah. fine.
0: I mean, listen, Brubaker wrote uh, Gotham Central, didn't he?
2: He did. He so, he was writing uh, Gotham Central at the same time he was writing this, but. Fugitive is again. It 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 falters. It it does not come to a satisfying conclusion oh, at all.
0: That's too bad. Damn it, so. Never mind. But it's an interesting idea. Yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. That is a cool idea. Now here's the question: Does the Bat Family go like, oh, well, maybe he did do it? I don't know. Like. <laughs>
2: yes. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because all the evidence, um, all the evidence points that Bruce did it. Because uh, basically the murder happens. In Wayne Manor, right. It was Vesper Fairchild who got yep, killed, and it was Vesper Fairchild. And the only people that were there were Bruce and Alfred, and um, his guardian. At the time, he had a bodyguard named Sasha Bordeaux. Oh yeah. Oh jeez, we're going. Yep. And Alfred was living with Tim at ah. the top. Oh. So is those two in the man? And see, the here's the here's the trick of the whole thing. Why it's a good idea. Their only alibi was that they were out crime fighting as Batman. Yeah,
0: of course, <laughs> of course. That yeah, Spider-Man's alibi was like I—I I was like it was—it was my clone. My clone killed the person, but yeah. you can't say that. So you know, but uh, okay, that's cool. But like, that's too bad. It, it doesn't. And it me like there's Bruce Wayne murderer, Bruce Wayne fugitive, and then I think there's yeah. another one, isn't there? Like Bruce Wayne.
2: I think you're right, but I can't remember.
0: Maybe there's only two. I only remember those covers, which are really great, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al- Before we get to the next one, Alberto U- uh, Ugalde says, Does Battle for the Cowl count as a Batman I was going to bring that Nightwing
2: up. Event? Yes. I think it's an event.
0: Uh, either way, it's one of my favorites because I'm a sucker for a pass of the torch concept. It's
2: really camera. nice, isn't it? Thank mm-hmm. you,
0: Alberto. Yeah, I think it's an event. Yeah, definitely it's an event. Um, I, I actually
2: was... uh, I think it's a great event. I actually just bought on a page of original art from that event. Ooh. Oh.
0: who's art? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Daniel. Nice.
2: Yeah, it was a page that kind of had everybody on it, which is what I bought it and I gave it to a gift. I gave it to a gift uh, to Ashley Robinson. Oh, so, very sweet. Um, so yeah. really,
0: you get to, it's really a gift for the both of you because you can look at it
2: whenever you want. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's going up on my wall too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but ba- Tony Daniel's like her favorite Batman artist. But I but yeah, that, that's why I, when you, when you say Battle for the Cow, like, that's what it reminds me because it has like the page has like Nightwing, Tim Drake, it, I think it even has Squire on it. Oh, wow. that's right yeah. was not that story.
1: Yeah, everyone comes out of the world. Everybody for was that met at that, Batman.
0: That's really cool.
2: J- Jason
1: Todd comes back in what is arguably one of the coolest evil versions of the Batman costume
2: where he's got like a muzzle and everything <laughs> and big guns and pointy shoulders. It's oh. it's my argument that from that point forward, that should have been Jason Todd's costume because exactly. that's so much cooler than the Red Hood costume. So it really, really yeah, is. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Hey, that one had a fun Secret Six tie-in where, like, Bane, Deadshot, I forget who the third guy was, come to Gotham, and it's like, man, everyone's fighting over this cowl. Maybe maybe we should fight crime for tonight, guys? We're kind of good guys. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's fight crime tonight, guys. And they
0: do. <laughs> that's, fun. that's funny. That's funny. Uh, It was a fun one. Taylor Pester dovetails off that. He says, then after Fugitive, Sasha becomes the Black Queen of Checkmate, which was awesome. Yep. Yes, she does. She certainly does. Um, Let's
2: talk about this one. Have you guys ever read War Games?
0: I own War Games, but I've never read War
2: Games. I read it a long time ago. I know that's the big one there where it's like, oh, no, Stephanie Brown died, but she didn't.
0: Oh, it's that one. Okay, yes.
2: Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. Because it's mainly, I think it's Bill Willingham as the main writer, I yeah. think, oh, yeah. and Ed Brubaker.
1: I but, think. But before Fables, people forget Willingham wrote a couple yep. of
2: DC books here yeah. and there. Yeah. Hey, he, wrote guy, a, he, has, he has a Fables. long run on Tim Drake Robin. Yeah. yeah.
0: Fables is a DC book. It's a Vertigo book.
2: Yes. <laughs> what, yeah. did, what, did, what did I
1: say?
0: You said, well, no, nah, nothing. You said it was, he, you're like, don't forget, he did have a run on DC. It's like, he did. Right. It was called Fables.
1: It was, it was Vertigo, yeah, it's the same, what I meant to say, superhero run before he That's went fair, writing yeah. other stuff. Yeah, he
0: wrote a Cape and Tights book. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, War Games. Uh,
1: it's um, okay. It's not great. It's a good you know. premise. I like this idea that Batman had this secret plan to deal with all the gangs in Gotham City, yes. but even he would never. T- it's very, very Tower of Babel, very, like, in case of emergency, break glass. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's the best thing about it is the idea that, like, yeah, Batman was like, I can control all the gangs in Gotham, and then it doesn't work.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's also a, hey, let's try and make Black Mask into, like, a big deal villain again, which they try every couple years, and it never quite takes. They do Black try Mass that every sucks. couple years.
0: Like I don't like Black Mask. I don't either. I think he's such a waste. And, like, every time they push him, I'm like, stop.
1: I, I always yeah. feel like they're concentrating on the wrong stuff with Black Mask, where it's like, oh, you know, he's a gang boss, and, you know, he's a great criminal mind, everything, like, no, 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 he's a rich kid like Bruce Wayne, you yeah. focus on that side of it, you say that they ran in the same circles as kids, but they went totally different directions is what you should do. Mm-hmm. Make
0: him an anti-Batman, where it's like, I use my wealth and my my, my money exactly. and my connections to... Be the best like villain in the underworld of Gotham like I'm
1: i I'm, ev- I'm everything shitty you could have become if your parents yeah. didn't yeah, die like a dark you stayed reflection. Rich and stayed with privilege yeah since,
0: but since they're never going to do that uh, if ever you're going to do a black mask story just do like a penguin story like do something cool it, with a character that's that nothing that doesn't get enough love that deserves it you know like who screw black mask
1: <laughs> yeah. people love the design though the black mask and the white pinstripe suits and everything he's a great design he's a design
0: or is that just, like, a really, like, easy-to-make Halloween costume?
1: That, too. And also, you can argue, doesn't... <laughs> do, like doesn't, doesn't Batman villains. Yeah. It, yes. Well, it's great. also, too, doesn't Two-Face do that better with the black and white pinstripe on either yes. side? And the cool face and the hair. Does he not wear it better?
0: Do, totally. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember if I had any more. I know Under the Red Hood was mentioned. And Under the Red Hood I think, was... And that's definitely an event. That's an event. And it's, like, it rocked Batman to his core. Jud Winnick does a nice job. It's, uh... <laughs> And I guess it's the best resurrection of Jason Todd's story we could ever get. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's I, wa- yeah, I it's would say, long. I would say so.
1: Is the thing. Like, people... Uh, I think when people talk about Under the Red Hood, they think of the movie that actually trims a ton of the fat. Yeah. Mm. The story itself is way longer in parts. Onyx was in a... Remember Onyx, everybody?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No one does. Yeah. No. No one remembers I, I, Onyx.
0: Yeah, I was reading it and being like, God damn it. I think I'll just... I think I'll just... If I do it on back issues, I'll just do the movie.
2: <laughs> the movie's great. Yeah. It is.
0: And written by Judd Winnick. So it's like, That hey, helps a lot. Dude knows what he's doing.
1: I think that's one of the main reasons these new DC animated movies have been so lame. They stop letting the writers of the comics actually get involved and, you know, do a script. Oh, I agree.
0: Did you see that Superman Doomsday thing is going to be in the same continuity as the, other, as the awful other New 52? Sto- like, get out of here.
1: I saw that and I watched Hell to Pay last night. And you know what's really distressing about that? Is that it's actually based on one of my favorite Secret Six stories,
2: the Aww. Get Out of Hell free card. Oh, I'm, like, you, a suicide squad story. I'm like, you bastards, you took one
1: of my favorite Secret Six stories and you made it about the Suicide Squad. Why? <laughs> why? That's rough. I um, bet Gail Simone didn't know about that. They weren't asking her to take
0: a pass at that story, No, nah. she wrote it. I'm not shocked about that. Yeah, and, uh, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this one yet, but uh, the Black Mirror.
2: Oh yes, I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Kind of a run.
0: Was it just a run? Because yeah, yeah, because it,
2: was, cause I it mean, only takes place in Snyder's Detective Comics issues. Yes, yeah.
0: that's true. Um, so, but it is collected in one volume. I, I, I like sure. to consider it an event. I mean, like, okay, I don't. Well, yeah, it's not like an event. It's not like a sprawling story. um I it's think kind it's, of sprawling. It's pretty big in Dick's life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It
2: is big in Dick's life,
1: yeah. And it kind of does shake up the whole Batman mythos and idea about Gordon's son being like, oh, yeah, he totally had a kid, and he's crazy and evil. Yeah, the
0: second part of Black Mirror, I think, is better. Mm. The yes. The like, stuff, like, that's, that's where the real, like, heart of it is. Everybody remembers the jock art, which is great, but, like, the real stuff is the Jim Gordon Jr. stuff
1: has mm. one of my favorite Joker showdowns too, when he goes to the catacombs and Joker's literally just been sleeping cause Batman's gone. And he's like, you're not my Batman. You're not my Batman. I love
0: that moment too. Oh yeah. Such a it's great really story. Good. By the way, really quick aside, um, apropos, you getting the Tony Daniel art. Um, yeah, my Tiffany's favorite mainstream Batman artist, I think is jock. And so mm. she will never own an original commission by jock because, uh, <laughs> They're like $5,000. Yeah, he's expensive, man. <laughs> uh, I, I looked him up because he's going to be at C2E2 and I'm like, maybe I'll go and I'll, I'll meet up with him and I'll see if I can... Oh, no. <laughs> You're like, no, I won't. No, I but won't. Ma- I, I think I could finagle a Jim Lee drawing before I can get a jock. You probably piece. could. Like,
1: but s- maybe if you save his life, though, like if he was falling down some stairs and you stop him, then he owes you a life debt and has to draw you something. Right, he just draw Ooh. Me a cool
0: picture. There, there you go. That's all I want is just jock to draw a picture of Pyramid Head. Tiffany would be like, whoa.
1: Damn, that'd be sick.
0: Yeah, but uh, never going to happen. I mean, like, unless we have any others that are like, we don't, we can't end the show unless we talk about this one. We really covered a lot of different bases, Mm -hmm. and they didn't all take place in the 90s, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of them are also uh, more recent events. It's true. Uh, Yeah, really, really big, cool, awesome events. Batman, like, lends himself to those kinds of stories because of his... You know, approachability, his uh, mainstream appeal, uh, his recognizability, and, and
2: also the fact that he has so many supporting characters. He yes, does. a no. lot of these are supporting character-centric stories too. Yeah,
0: it's amazing how many of these stories I like, despite my mantra of like I like the solo Batman. Like most of the stories that are about Batman have to do with Batman dealing with, you know, or being interacted with his his, his extended family. Um, yeah. You know, and while I love Alfred. I don't really have any favorite epics Batman stories that involve Alfred besides him being like a supporting character. Yeah. Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm sure we left out a few. I'm sure that the second I like Google it, I'm going to see, like, a thousand more, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about those. So maybe we'll have to come back and do a part two at some point. Oh, I'm sure
2: we could. I'm sure there's enough.
0: Yeah. But you know what I think we should do before that is we should do a sequel series where we talk about Superman epic events.
2: Oh, I'm down.
0: the Action Comics 1000 release that's coming out. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. April 18th.
0: Yeah. God, did you, when you were opening up your Batman metal book and the big image of Superman that says, Bendis is coming on it? (laughs) Is coming. I was like, what a threat. Like, what a weird you, yeah. antagonistic post. <laughs> you also know what it reminded also? me
2: of? It reminded me of Gabbo is coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What
0: were you going to say, Jason?
2: I was going to say also strangely sexual. I, I, you know. Oh, big time.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Superman's his hands are on his hips, and his gro- groin is, like, jutting out forward. He's like, oh, yeah. Venice is coming, alright.
2: Bendis is coming, and he's coming hard, too. Yeah, like, Turbulent juice. <laughs> great. I want to say Chip Zdarsky or somebody tweeted Bendis with that issue when they saw it, and they and they tweeted to Bendis and were like, can you warn us first?
0: <laughs> 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 Only Zdarsky, Only right. man. That dude has has them all ready to go in his back pocket. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us in this episode thank you to the super chat for helping us out uh, and of course thank you so much to Joel and Jason for joining me today Jason thanks so much for doing this with us thanks
2: guys it was fun
0: and uh, Jason is doing a series right now Jason Reads Comics it's a great show where he gets to talk about the comics that came out with you guys so you should definitely watch it because it's worth uh, hanging out you get to hang out with Jason and, that's and- right
2: and live every Wednesday morning at 11am
0: right oh, it's mm-hmm. like a morning specific show. standard. yeah <laughs> that's that's great. No, that's like your morning commute, man. Just uh yeah. You don't have to watch right. the view. Watch Jason. It's great. Yeah. But right. uh I anyway, appreciate that. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week with another episode of course. I am Sal. I'm joined by Joel and Jason. Check the the description down below to grab all their links and uh go visit their channels. And we'll see Please you guys do. later. Uh bye. Bye-bye.